are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Whatever you do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Folks, your team oh. every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Jay Sternberger on the show today. And this is, at least that I've seen, the first time that that he has spoken since the suspension. Um, And we're going to get into that. We are going to get into the circumstances and and what he's been going through, what he's been dealing with, and how he has been trying uh, to, to make all of this right. We're going to talk about his uh, bout with COVID-19, his experience in a COVID-19 season. We're going to talk about Jordan Love. I mean, we are going to hit it all, and I want to do this. I want to do it. No ads. We're just going to... We're going to do our thing. We're going to talk for as long as it takes. And I don't want it to be interrupted by anything. It The, the conversations that I want to have, they're too important. Mental health and 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 substance and, and all of these things. I don't want them to be interrupted. Um, and I, I don't, I really don't want it to seem like um, we are taking these conversations, which are really, really, really important, and and that's why I want to have Jason. It's why we're gonna we're gonna do that. I don't want it to seem like okay, we're we're trying to to profit off this stuff. No, I I want to have that conversation, um, and and just let you enjoy it, let you um, hear it. It's an important conversation to have, and so we're gonna do that all the way through, uh, and you're gonna hear it um, as we have it. So let's just get this ad read out of the way, and then we can do the whole interview uh, on its own. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs baseball, basketball, hockey, fights, golf, all of it is there at Bet Online before the next pitch, before the next tip, before the next puck drop. Go to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check all the great opportunities that they have for you. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So we are going to have Jay Sternberger on. Of course, Green Bay Packers tight end. Big season coming up for him. And so let's just jump right into it. Jace, it's great to have you on the show. This is one of those weird points in the schedules, OTAs break, and then you've got like a month, six weeks before training camp. So uh, what are you trying to do right now? What's the situation? Let's just start here. What are you up to right now? Man, uh, trying to stay away from the heat. Like I said, I go back to Texas and hang out for the little five to six weeks, whatever I have left before, uh, you know, the show starts. So, uh, 
honestly just hanging out with the family back in Texas. Uh, like I said, trying to stay cool. Like I said, it's pretty hot, pretty hot down here. Uh, <laughs> now, like I said, just stay off my feet and stay low key as possible. Yeah, recovery, obviously, uh, an important part of the work, not just what happens on the practice field. Let's let's rewind, because the last time I talked to you, it was after your rookie season, and we still didn't really know what was going on with the COVID-19 offseason, what that would mean for the season. So I, I, I wanted to get a feel for for what that was like for you to go through that process. I remember, you know, just checking in with you last spring and you're like, you know, it means more more one on one time really with me and the coach. So what was that offseason like having to deal with all the protocols and the virtual work? Well, it was really good in the standpoint of what I said previously, working on one-on-one with the coach, you know, getting the classroom side of things. But honestly, going through an off-season this year where it was still a little bit of pro- protocols, but, you know, we actually got to be in Green Bay and get some on-the-field work. Um, it was completely different in the sense of last year where I think it was just I didn't know any better because, you know, that was my group. So I really – you know, I had nothing to compare it to compared to like, you know, college in a college offseason, which is, you know, night and day different from how you are in the pros. Uh, you know, this year it was it was much I, I just like being around the camaraderie of the, the guys in the locker room, even though it was only for like three and a half, four weeks. But, uh, you know, that was much appreciated, mm-hmm. you know, like a breath of fresh air, you know, you know, you once the season's over, everybody's ready to get home for the off season and, you know, be with everybody, you know, everybody's got their circles and whatnot. But, you know, after kind of a little bit, you're like, okay, I'm kind of ready to see some teammates again and have some, you know, super intelligent IQ conversations that we have in the locker room and stuff. So uh, <laughs> you, you miss those and you definitely take them for granted. Um, but yeah, last year, you know, just thinking about everything and all the protocols, it was just, wow, it really was different. And, uh, you know, definitely not something I want to do again. Um, yeah, it was definitely a learning. Do you think the strides you can you can make are are more tangible? Like you can you can sort of see it translated. Like in the classroom setting, you're going, okay. I think I understand this better. I feel like I understand it better. But until you go out there and and put it in in practice, it seems like it's hard to really gauge what your your development is. Right, and you know, and you can you can be getting coached something online or even you know just as you get older with anything, you know, you just, you start to get a hand on, on things and you start to understand things better. But, you know, it is really vital. <laughs> they're watching, they're getting to watch you and just, little, you know, give you little tids and, uh, you know, critiquing you on certain positions you're doing here and there. And so I think it is critical and, you know, it was very helpful to make strides, uh, you know, cause like I said, you do even like the greats, you know, not putting Mercedes business out there or anything, but, you know, just him he's been working out on his own longer than anybody in, in the on our team you know and even when he's back at doing OTAs you know he's still getting coached up on certain things or even just picking his brain you know it really just shows you know, like you know you can never really get enough coaching on certain things and uh you know it was honestly like I said I think I'm going to benefit the most from it uh you know just being back there being around the coaching and stuff because like I said you know you, everybody works hard but at a certain point, you know, you're kind of just, you're by yourself at, at certain things. Cause like your trainer, whoever you're working with back home, you know, he knows what he's doing, but like, he doesn't know like what your OC knows, you know what I'm saying? So there are certain coaching points and certain things that, you know, you definitely benefit from being there. 
And and I, we we can't talk about the the off season process and not talk about Jordan Love. Everyone wants to know <laughs> no what was your perspective on what you saw. You know, I, we we talked to I talked to Kurt Bankert, um, and and he said, look, I could even just in the short time I was there, I could see the development. What have you seen from Jordan? I mean, you've been with him, uh, you know, over the last year. What have you seen from him? Uh man, like if, I think uh, just reading, you know, what everybody was kind of saying about him during OTAs and stuff is just his focus and like not picking back on like what Devontae or what anybody else has said, but man, like you could just feel his intensity and, uh, you know, not necessarily being a vocal, you know, trying to get everybody going, but just him controlling his own craft. And it was like, you know, he was there, he had shit to prove and, you know, he it looked like he had some shit to take care of too like, while he was doing it, you know? And so that's just how he kind of carried himself. And like I said, he's, he's never carried himself as a big ego guy or, you know, like, you know, no one wants to be around them. So last year, like, especially with me being on, um, you know, scout team coming back from injury, whatnot, I got to spend a lot of time with him. And so just watching him develop from there, you know, has been really, really cool to watch and, uh, you know, just enjoy the process for him just because, like I said, he is a really good kid and, like, he is fun to be around. But, you know, you definitely saw him take more responsibility. Yeah, and and you know we mentioned the 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 COVID uh, off season, and and then you know we're we're getting ready to start training camp, and it and it turns out okay now you pop up on the list. So what was what was that like? Man, it was a, a definitely a slap in the face because I didn't, I really didn't. I was asymptomatic, and I so I you know I felt fine from it. Um, I did it did affect my appetite a little bit, and I lost a little bit of weight. But I was I wasn't really like feeling that you know breathing was fine everything was fine but it was definitely a bummer you know just because I was I was so anxious to get out there and you know really try to establish myself and then you know and of course I was the first one to get it on the team so like we're literally they're changing the protocols like every day like trying to figure out the best way to go so I, I if you look at anybody who had COVID I think I was like one of the longest players to have it like who was asymptomatic. Like my process was like 16 days. Like I had to wait for it. And so it was really frustrating. And, uh, you know, you couldn't be mad at no one because everybody's trying to figure everything out at once. But, you know, it was definitely very frustrating not being able to be out there and just not even like to be with the team, but just for my own like selfish reasons. Like I literally just wanted to be out there and like, you know, I, I never miss workouts. I never missed anything in college. So it was like having to like sit out when I feel fine. It was like, you know, it was pretty pretty uh frustrating to say the least yeah i wanted to ask you about that because you know you you mentioned um you know the 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 long wait and being anxious to get back out there and and you put in all this work and then first it's covid and then you know there's there's injuries here and there you had the concussion i mean just just from a, a a mental perspective, what what is it like to go through that and feel like, oh, hey, I'm you know this is this is starting to click. I'm starting to get some reps. I'm starting to get some looks, and now this is now I have to go through this all over again. Honestly, it was a uh, it was a big year of growth for me. I feel like mentally, just in the sense of um, you know, it was really I could only control what I could control. Like it wasn't like I I did anything stupid or anything crazy. You know, to when I got my concussion, you know. I had been getting better every day, like uh, weekly, you know, in the film room. Practice-wise, like like you said, there were some games where I was starting to, you know, get some, some key reps, you know, starting to make some good plays and, you know, stretch the field a little bit. So really getting a groove and, you know, and I just kind of took it 
you know, I was really appreciative just in the sense of like, hey, I was taking everything, you know, week by week of like, this is what I can control. This is what I'm doing, you know. Then I was going out there and it was translating, so it was really good. And then, you know, just some unfortunate incidents with the concussion. And then, like I said, I have 104 fever with the strep throat, the week 17 game. And it was just like, you know, it was just like one of those things, you know, just it really wasn't in my control. And, you know, that's just not how it was supposed to go down. So, it was one of the things where I just got to, you know, trust what got me here and, you know, the whole process. And, you know, that's just not how it was supposed to go down. So I just, I'm in no position to judge or, you know, ask why this is happening to me other than, you know, just take it as a learning lesson and, you know, just get better from it, which, you know, as a, as what I'm, you know, as a, I feel like I'm prepared mentally to do. How do you stay positive through all that? Uh, for just surrounding myself with good people. Uh, like I said, my family, friends teammates of course like i said everybody you know i said no one in the business wants this to happen to anybody it's not like you know for a competitive edge of someone in your position room like you're trying to compete with or anything like you know we're all here to you know be successful and you know be to the best be to our best ability so you know that's that's why you uh you know that's why you're very i feel like you should be a very good teammate and you know all it's okay to let your guard down around you know Everybody thinks we have to be these alpha males, but, you know, it's okay to let your guard down and, you know, be open and, you know, just communicate with people, you know, when things aren't going your way or, you know, you're really not, you feel like you're not in the best position mentally. And, you know, that's why, uh, like I said, I'm just blessed with, you know, with really good teammates and a strong support system from coaches to my parents to, you know, my brothers and, you know, everybody back home. This is something that that has been sort of a pet issue of mine for a long time. Um, I don't think teams do enough for their players when it comes to mental health. And I I don't think they do enough when it comes to substance abuse, um, which is often also a mental health issue. Uh, First of all, do you agree with that premise? And and what do you think teams could do more um, to to help their guys and say, you know, look, we we care about you as people, not just players. And so, you know, we want we want to help you. Uh, and this this is what's crazy is like I hear all these things about the NFL and you know exactly like what you're saying but that's one thing like I can honestly say and I'm not, I'm not just saying this because like I'm a player for him but Coach LaFleur and his staff you know they have took that with such pride and from hiring Chris Carr to be you know a personal uh, sports psychiatrist therapist for everybody and just how serious they've taken the whole mental health thing and then Another thing is you have to give props to 12 because he's made that a very big issue in the locker room and, you know, just throughout the organization, you know, is like what you said, this is a very common thing with players and like more players need help with their mental health. And, you know, so Aaron was, you know, a bit, a big advocate, you know, with, with uh, Dr. Carr and then, you know, just, you know, just basically it's okay to have feelings and it's okay to discuss things and, you know, and like he always says, you know, just love yourself, but, you know, that was really, you know, so like I said, I don't think I could have gone to a better organization to get help. Uh, and so, like, I, honestly, to give teams advice, I would say call Coach LeFleur and <laughs> literally copycat <laughs> what they're doing because just how they handle everything, you know, it's a business and, like, you know, we got to get better. But at the same time, like, I do feel comfortable where, like, you can, I could talk to any of our coaches about something and, you know, they'd be there for, to help. And so, you know, that's props to them. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And, and you know, that is something that I think is is also particularly important um, for, for everyone, not just mental uh, health for, for athletes. Um, you know, day to day, I think a lot of people are, are struggling and, uh, you know, everyone should know it's OK to ask for help. Um, 
I did want to ask you about about some of the work that that you're doing. You know, whether it's uh, you know away from the team or off the field, because you know there you, you did have this this uh, issue last year um, that that you're going to face a suspension for. What what can you tell me about that, and what can you tell me about the work you've been doing since then? Yeah, um, kind of like I said in my statement, you know, it was just a an ignorant, honest mistake. Um, like I said, with uh, uh, my med- medicine, you know, taking it at the wrong time. Not, not that that's what I'm blaming it on by any means, but, uh, you know, I usually was taking it in the morning and then it was actually move-in day and I took it at night. Um, you know, I had a little bit to drink on it and, like I said, it literally caused me to fall asleep. Like, my legal limit, like I said, I, I, I'm not going to, like, say what it was, but it, it was not very high at all, but it, it kind of proved that the medicine is like really what kind of triggered it. But, uh, going back to like what that, like I said, that happened in February and, um, you know, I've been doing therapy two to three times a week, not just with my therapist out in uh, Dallas, Texas, but, you know, obviously with Dr. Carr back in green Bay, you know, just really working on it. Cause I was so embarrassed, not just with myself because, you know, I'm very against drunk driving and I've actually, you know, I know people have lost to it. And so it was just kind of very hypocritical of me to, put myself in that situation and um it was one of those things where I kind of just you know had to have a tough look and you know really talked to uh very good with handling my social life on like I said I went to A&M and they're you know they're a pretty rowdy school in the sense so it, it wasn't like it was my first time like going out and about but uh it was honestly just a thing like it could really happen to anybody and it was one of those things where it wasn't like it was the first time it was really just the first time that I I kind of got caught up in the sense of, uh, you know, just drinking or in the sense of just doing, doing stuff, not necessarily that I shouldn't, but just doing stuff that where, like I said, it all just adds up. And some of the other decisions, like I was making that just adding extra stress to my life, like it just wasn't helping. And so, uh, you know, I think that's what kind of put me in that little dark, dark place that I was in about two years ago from really ending my rookie season to going into the off season first season so I had a little free time and uh, I definitely have more freedom and I wasn't you know playing so it was a little bit of difference but uh, for sure you know working to get back to be a better person was just the countless hours of my therapy and uh, just having a lot of different I took a lot of classes um, just learning and having hard conversations you know, people who are battling, um, you know, mental illnesses with um, alcoholism or people who are addicted to pills or, you know, other drugs and stuff and just hearing their stories and just, honestly, the thing for me was me, I was, I'm, I get looked at it with a different spotlight of being an athlete, but being in a room where there's regular business women and men and hearing their stories and how serious some of their issues were and, not that it made me feel better of where I was, but it just made me, you know, realize like, holy shit, like you would never know about this about some of these people unless you, you know, you talk to them about it. And so, um, honestly, like I said, I never met any of those people before, but the fact that I was with them for like three days, you know, we just kind of had like a little retreat and, you know, talk to them really just kind of brought me back down to, you know, ground level and like, you know, it's okay to make a mistake. And, um, really I could I kind of, that's when I, I'll say that's when I forgave myself was last April. And, you know, you know, really been working just better. And obviously, uh, I'm definitely in a way better position than I was last year. 
like I said, after my I was barely eating. It was just, and it was extremely hard to do when, like I said, when you're trying to train for the National Football League. So my workouts were even more stressful just because I was putting that much pressure on myself to the, the news of me getting a rep this long. And so I was really just living day by day, waiting to, for my mugshot to get posted or, you know, something like that to happen. And so it was just a lot of um, self-inflicted stresses that came into play. And so, you know, really just talking with my therapist and just figuring out the best way for me uh, to live happy and, you know, not have any off-the-field stresses. You know, there's a lot of adversity that can happen, you know, that we can't control, but it's easier to deal with those stresses than the ones that are self-inflicted, you know. And I think me learning that lesson was uh, definitely, like I said, my biggest um, attribute that I've gained this offseason. Yeah, Jace, I really appreciate you you sharing that, and and um, I'm sure you're you're not the only person um, that that has gone through that as you, as you found out, and I'm sure there are a lot of people listening who who have gone through it, um, who have had you know family members go through it. So um, I really appreciate you being uh, honest and open about that. Um, let's let's switch gears here a little bit because you are not someone who who just plays football. Uh, you have other sports interests. I know you are a huge hoops fan. So, uh, what's the deal with Ben Simmons? Man, uh, it's it's funny. Like I said, I, I was a big fan of his at LSU. Uh, I'm not going to act like he hasn't done anything because, like I said, I don't keep up with the, uh, the 76ers as, probably as much as some other fans, especially maybe close to where you live. But uh, I think it all – I don't think it has anything to do with his shot. Like, granted, I'm not saying he's not a good shooter or or he's a horrible shooter, but uh, it kind of, for me, it goes back to his mentality. I just feel like uh, he's just, I don't know if he's got it in him where he doesn't, the the give a shit meter in the sense of what I say by that is not that he doesn't give a shit, (laughs) but I'm saying he needs to not give a shit about what me and you are talking about or what any of these other people are talking about. and I was actually reading on Twitter and I was reading, I just retweeted it. Katie just trolled Scotty Pippen. Like I love Katie. Like I'm a huge, okay. <laughs> I'm Oklahoma city thunder fan, you know, at heart. So like I said, it runs deep. I was with them when they won eight games and we were terrible. Like, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, I saw, and Scotty Pippen actually made a kind of a good point where, um, like Giannis can go airball two free throws. Right. And then that next possession, he's going to try to dunk on your face and your whole family, where Ben Simmons misses a free throw and, you know, he kind of might shut down. And I was like, dang, you know, actually, I've never thought of that. It's a really good point. And so I think that's whatever he just said in that sense is kind of what I'm feeling with Ben Simmons. But, like, you know, as a from athlete to athlete, like, I think he just needs to go get, go back to the basics and block out the noise and literally just dominate. Because I, I was really – like I said, obviously I've been watching Giannis more than I ever have these past couple of years just being in Green Bay. And I'm like, look, and I'm like – Ben Simmons, I'm like, you guys, aren't you guys kind of the same size? And like, I'm pretty sure you're pretty <laughs> athletic. Like, you kind of can do what yeah. Giannis does. And if you might have a better shot than him, like, I don't want anybody from Milwaukee to hate me for that. But I've seen Ben Simmons is like his little court runs in the summer and stuff. And like, you know, he has a pretty good, like, he makes them. It's just, I think it's his confidence. Yeah, I was trying to think about this the other day, watching Trey Young hang almost 50 on the Bucks. Yeah. Am I wrong to think that that the NFL Trey Young wears two, three in green and gold? 
Uh, I don't think so at all. I don't think you're wrong to think that at all. Because he's, you know, the little guy who plays way bigger and just carries himself like he's like, like Jair carries himself like he's six, six. Like, don't yeah. tell him he's five, nine and a half or whatever he is. No doubt. So uh, do you have a do you have a finals pick? What's, do you have a prediction? Can we get it? Uh, so I, I think the Suns are going to win tonight and they're going to finish off the West. Um, it's so I, I just don't think the Hawks can beat the Bucks. Like Matt, they just don't match up very well to me. But like, don't yeah. like just hear me out on this. I've literally been watching Trey Young do what he did last night since he was like literally. I remember watching him when he was like six years old in AAU, like when we were yeah. in Oklahoma. Granted, he wasn't putting up forty-eight as a six-year-old. Thank God, or that would have been like crazy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but literally, like ever since he was in high school, like he has been doing that to people. And so it's like I just yeah. like something in my brain, like I just can't like pick against him. But like I honestly think the Bucks are going to win, and I think the Bucks and Suns is going to be a much better finals than what people are giving it credit for. Because I've read a lot of people bashing the playoffs this year, and I think. Um, it's going to be Bucks or Suns in six, but I just don't know who yet. It all depends. So like I said, you never know what injury is going to happen or if, you know, or yeah. if it's COVID again, Chris Paul, something like that. Right. Uh, Trey Young, I just saw the Oklahoma sports writer was saying that Trey Young is the best prep basketball player ever in the state of Oklahoma. So he, he has been doing this for a long time. I want to get you out of here on this, Jason. I really appreciate your time. Um, this controversy right now in baseball over sticky substances with pitchers yeah. and spider tack and all that stuff. This is this is not a foreign thing to, to football players. You play a position where they genetically engineer gloves to to get it to stick. Have you ever like going back to when you were like 12 thought, hey, is there like something I can do to help like just get a little bit better like tack some some trick? Not that you would ever do it in the NFL. I'm just saying, have you ever heard of people or like I, I need some sort of sticky substance story? There was uh, I, I mean, like, I don't know how old I was when that when it was going around, but there was some type of spray that you could spray in your glove and like literally for like two catches it was ridiculous like i'm talking you would literally you could literally just like barely bend your fingers and like we were you were gonna catch it like it was the crazy but i mean it would wear off in literally two things like but honestly no because like yeah no <laughs> not not like what was going on in baseball which I, I i literally baseball was my biggest my favorite sport growing up until i was like 13 14 and then i kind of just completely like cold turkey like i don't follow it as much as i used to and now it's like every day i'm just learning something new and new about this and it's really like interesting to me it's wild it is wild uh this was this was awesome i really appreciate you taking time and uh we'll uh we'll catch up down the way sounds good man thank you all right i want to thank jace again for joining the show um I, I, that's a really um difficult conversation for anyone to have uh certainly someone in in the public eye and uh, i appreciate chase coming on the show and, and feeling comfortable sharing that i hope it it is something that resonates uh with you even if you know you're you've never been in that position that you know maybe you have people in your life that have or or um you know it stops you from ever getting to that point before you you seek help and and there is no shame in getting help uh if you need it so 
focusing on on mental health is not something that we we often do on the show but but it is a, an important part of of really all of our lives and so I'm, I'm i'm really glad we were able to have uh that conversation and and get some insight on the team because you know as i mentioned uh to jace i have long felt like the nfl has has not prioritized that enough and and i'm really glad to find out that it sounds like it sounds like at least in green bay that those things are changing. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. All of these bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are absolutely delicious. They come in nine base flavors, plus some limited edition flavors that almost always sell out. And yet, they are low sugar, they are low calorie, and they are high fiber, high protein Bars. They are for the person who wants to have something that tastes delicious but doesn't want to break their whole day's meals. They don't want to break their calorie counts. They don't want to feel guilty. They don't want to deal with all of the garbage that you could put in your body, especially the things that taste good. Because why? Well, I don't know why it is, but the the best things they're the, they're the worst for you in terms of taste. Built Bar is not like that. They taste great and they're good for you. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all of the parts necessary at your local chain store. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterperson decides to go through their computer and figure out, oh, what do we have? What do we not have? You have rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can do this all yourself. So why spend up to 30%, 50%, even 100% markup for the same parts from a chain store or dealership? Go online to rockauto.com. This is a family business with reliably low prices for every customer, regardless of whether you are a professional or a do-it-yourselfer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, and right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. We're going to be back later this week. Uh, Back tomorrow, back Wednesday. Uh, Kurt Bankert. Quarterback for the Green Bay Packers with the luscious locks. I mean, the flow is tremendous. It is outstanding. And he's going to be on the show. Also a big gamer. We're going to talk about that stuff uh, and, and a lot more. So that's coming up later this week. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up with the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. 